Alright guys, welcome to another show of the Third Syndicate podcast which is presented to you by HNA Projects. Alright guys, uh, welcome back again for another episode for the Third Syndicate podcast. Uh, today I'm the person who's going to be talking, Hamdan, and I'm really pleased to uh, have with me uh, today uh, as a co-host uh, and we're going to be discussing different varieties of topics especially about the nightlife industry. I have with me a senior executive from the Edition Hotels Group and as well as NX. We have Ricky. What's up, man? How you doing? How's life? Uh, it's really good, man. Thanks for having me. Thanks, I'm done. Yeah, yeah. Thank you, man. Uh, tell me, bro, how's life? How's everything been uh, during COVID? Uh, I know you guys, uh, uh, you were being hit, you know, like you you were, you, you were the guys who had got the hit the most. Um, especially like hospitality and um, for the past three months tell me how was it are you for, are you referring to the addition hotel or nightlife in general i mean in general in general i mean mm. yeah obviously nightlife would be the one most affected um throughout the world you could you could say because um it's it's the it's a place where the most amount of people would be, right? So any nightlife yeah. space, big or small, you're gonna get 200, 150 people in there, and that's the worst possible scenario for a COVID nineteen pandemic. So mm. obviously nightlife spaces are gonna be affected the most, and it's the first one to get the chop, um, for mm. lack of a better phrase, uh, when it mm. comes to you working for a big corporation. Mm. So as much as so many people have been affected that work for big companies or they have clubs mm. that are associated with big companies. Uh, mm. The independent ones are suffering as well because those are the guys that have to pay rent and they have ownership that they need to they need to answer to, right? Yeah, facts, facts, facts. What about, so uh, just, in, what about in addition in general? How was it for you guys? Um, well, it started in mid-March. Yeah. Let's say mid-March. Yeah, like the middle of March. Yeah, um, yeah just that that's when uh, everybody went on a really long furlough it's been like four months now yeah so there's a, a lot of guys that um about 90 percent have been um well 100 percent have been affected but 95 percent of people um have been dramatically affected um a lot mm. of them have gone home by now um some of them mm. looking for other jobs and mm. um with the way the industry is going at the moment um nobody's mm. going to employ um, managers or directors, they're looking for supervisors that they can pay as a supervisory role, but they have to do the jobs as managers because obviously the companies don't have uh, the kind of money that they used to have to, to employ somebody um, for that level. Yeah. So yeah. It's wh whoever gets a job now and in the next couple of months, they're going to be working really, really hard, um, mm. but not going to see any monetary reward. Mm. Um, but that's gonna that affects everyone. So um, it's about the mentality of the person. To be honest, it's about um, how hard you're willing to push yourself just for the recovery. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So, yeah. Uh, a lot of a lot of people have been suffering. Um, not only the hospitality industry, but specifically the hospitality industry. Yeah, um, thanks. It's uh, a lot of people that I've been speaking to. They've stayed strong. They've um, got together in groups. Not not got together, but like talking to each other keeping each other motivated, helping each other look for the job in this country or that country. It's not, um, nobody was alone um, throughout the entirety of um, the lockdown period, should I say. 
Cool, cool. All right, man. Uh, actually, I brought you here for this episode just to discuss with you about, um, you know, actually the reason was through Danny Neville. So mm-hmm. Danny Neville was obviously Danny Neville is a you know a Radiohead and has been mm-hmm. really big supporter for the artists and DJs in general. And I actually watched one of uh, the episodes where he was interviewed. Uh, about you know his life as a DJ and how venue owners and etc were treating them. And from my experience, I know that venue owners and DJs they do tend to have this love and hate relationship. Absolutely. And and uh, for him, he was he actually was speaking that the venues that he was actually performing with were not actually kind of supportive when when the pandemic hit. So yeah. and uh, I don't know if you did watch the video. I actually did. I did. Uh, I did. Yeah, I did watch it. Yeah, uh, I just I saw, wanted to uh, hear your opinion in it. What do you think? Um, were well, you talking about that two-minute clip uh, that was on Instagram yeah. the other day? Yeah, 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 yeah I've yeah, seen yeah. it. I've seen it. Um, he's made yeah. some really valid points. Like everything that he said is absolutely one hundred percent true. Um, yeah. The thing is, um, I can't speak for an independent business. Um, I can yeah. only tell you from experience from working for. Um, uh, big companies um, yeah. it's always the same thing over and over so what happens is that um, it's uh, to, to put it bluntly um, I'm, I'm a I'm a huge fan of, of, of DJing I DJ myself occasionally here and there um, I respect yeah. the industry I respect the drive and I know how much effort and work goes through um, trying to make a set trying to be different trying to do something different every week and it's a tremendous amount of time which somebody on the other side doesn't see they, they're like I need a DJ come and play they just think everything just happens just like this um, all the money and investment you put in into your sets because you're obviously buying music you're not downloading facts. off YouTube hopefully yeah yeah, yeah facts, um, facts. so from from a um, from a business perspective right the way um, when you work for a big hotel, it doesn't matter which hotel you're working for, all of them work the same way. When it comes to the finance department, a finance would treat every payment as a vendor. What I mean by that is somebody's delivering fruit and vegetables, that's a vendor. Uh, someone's delivering um, a cupboard, that's a vendor. Someone is playing a DJ set, that's a vendor. They treat mm. it as a piece of paper in front of you with a number. That, that's just how, that, that's how business works. Mm. Um, so they obviously stagnated or they, they, I don't know what system they use, but they work it out in a way that they can pay a little bit to this person and that person and that person and that person to go until they get everything cleared, which is not, I don't agree with that. It's not a way that I think, um, things should, should run. Um, but it's, Mm. again, it's not my, it's not my decision. It's not my place. Um, if I could, I would be like, look, the nightclub is giving you, uh, a massive amount of revenue and it's continuous it's con- it doesn't stop right and mm. um you keep you keep the djs and the promoters happy and then you can build mm. strong relationships um it, it's about the relationship and the partnership that you build so i'm kind of a person that's stuck in the middle where as if i'm the the middleman between finance and a promoter or a dj um where as the dj and the promoter don't know the, the the finance team they know me so they come to me if they need something right and then it's my job to go to finance and say, look, when is this going to happen? When is that going to happen? We need to we need to plan in advance. Um, certain companies have uh, contacts that they set up that say they'll pay you 30 days, 60 days, 90 days sometimes. 
um, within, I know a lot of vendors is 90 days. Um, and I know it's difficult to always adhere to these things and it becomes tremendously frustrating. And I feel really bad for um, DJs, promoters, everyone that, that works entertainment in nightlife, because I'm sure that maybe maybe 1% got paid out of, out of UAE, for example, maybe 1% got paid in the last three or four months. Um, because it's just the last thing on their mind, you know? Um, if you think about it in a way, they kind of want to take care of their own first. So there's no incoming uh, capital. Um, so they'd rather take care of this, um, the team, uh, everyone that yeah. works that's officially employed or yes. um, the company has the responsibility to look after because they are under their visa and stuff. So they, they consider those things first. Once that is clear, then they start pushing out to the vendors and stuff. So I know that's taking a lot of time. So if you don't yeah, get paid, yeah. then you're, you can't pay your rent. Your, your, your landlord's going to be like, well, that's not my problem. So you need to figure out something. Yeah. Um, but it's, uh, it's really, it's, yeah. But, but do you think one day do we see that, for example, DJ are going to be having more influence into businesses, for example, like, you know, uh, you know, for example, giving out advances, uh, or basically getting the, a high pie of, of the the earnings, you know, as the Danny advances, I, I, I heard what you said about the advances. I'm not quite sure how that would work. Um, I don't see... So the, advances, so, so the advances from what I understand is like how the... It's like a retainer. Music, it's like how the music, record music companies, basically they mm -hmm. give you an advance, which is like a loan. So mm -hmm. that loan, so that loan is like as uh, how many days you are going to be coming, and then mm -hmm. it's going to be deducting on the days that you come. Mm -hmm. So let's say, for mm -hmm. example, uh, you hire a DJ, you pay him a night, let's say two thousand dirhams. So that, mm -hmm. so four times a month, that's around mm -hmm. eight thousand. So you give that mm -hmm. eight thousand in advance mm -hmm. in the beginning of the month, and then you start deducting the days. I think that's what he meant. No, I understand, I understand what it means. Um, I just don't understand how it's going to work because there's no way that big companies would agree to something like that. I can tell from experience. Um, yeah. It, it's, it's on the right track. Um, yeah. it, 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 there has to be a level ground where people don't wait two, three, four, five months to get paid for a job they did in two, three, four hours. And then the week after they did the same job, they're waiting another three months, another four months, and it just continue, continue, continue. And for some, mm. some people are able to do that and wait three, four months, but some people can't because that's that's where you live. That's your that's your salary, right? You live on those things. Yeah. Um, yeah. I, I don't think that would fly very well. Like having a retainer, that's what um, marketing companies do. They You pay them a huge amount and then they just deduct every time they post something. Or I know that that's how it works. Um, mm. it, it, it's on the right track, but I'm not quite sure... Um, as to how to go about that to 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 make it 50-50 um, for both parties. For example, if the company pays you 8K and um, mm. you decide after the first week, this is not for me, I got a better job in Oman, and then you fly and you leave, there's no way of contacting you. We only have a name and a number um, mm. and an email address. You're not contacted. You may be contacted, but I mean, how, we, how do we fight the case um, in two different countries uh, just for, for eight grand? You know, it's it's... I'm not saying that that's what people would do, but um, that's how a big a corporation that's been active for 50, 60 years, they've already got mm. their, their, their rules and the way they set out contracts and stuff. So um, mm. it's difficult to, to try and influence them and try and make them change something that has been implemented for 50 years.
Um, mm-hmm. I I do get it. I they has to. I know that um, there's been some rumor that um, DJ licensing will be waived uh, in either this year or next year. So what mm-hmm. will happen is um, everyone who DJs or anyone in the entertainment industry, you would have to apply for a special license directly with DCT. And then you get oh. this, like an, an ID card. So when you have that yeah. ID card, anyone can just hire you um, as long mm. as you're registered um, in entertainment. So then all the DJ fees are waived. I know that benefits the company. It doesn't really benefit the, the DJ or the entertainer um, necessarily, but it just makes the process so much easier. So if it's a late call up, because normally you wait, depending on the day, maybe two, three days for the DJ license. Whereas mm. in, it's an emergency. In 10 minutes, you can be there. It's fine. You can play because... You leg- mm. you're legally um, allowed to. Um, the, mm. Do a payment system, um, the best thing I can think of, which yeah. which probably never works, is cash in hand on the night. Yeah, That's some people do. Yes, yeah. Uh, actually, some people will suggest that, you know, like after I finish yeah. my set, just just pay me after that. Yeah. Which uh, it's, it's very rarely happens. I will, I'll be honest with you. It doesn't happen yeah. even often. Like, Usually everyone will tell you like after 14 days, come collect my the yeah. payment or whatever. Yeah. Uh, but yeah, just moving on to that. So I had this question, you know, like I remember when we, I was first time I was speaking to you and we were like talking about, you know, that each, each place has to have its own identity so it could attract, mm-hmm. you know, uh, it fans and for people to come and spread the world in general. Mm-hmm. Uh, and uh, and you guys obviously you were experimenting with different type of concepts mm-hmm. and uh, supporting other uh, creatives and, and launching their own concepts. You know, supporting them by every means. Uh, for now, my question is how an identity is really important in you know like rebranding the place because I know that. Uh, you know, like the clubbing industry in general is a kind of cultural business. Everyone thinks, oh, let's me, let me open that place, but they don't know the ins and outs of running that place. Sometimes it gets messed up by throwing yeah. different con- concepts and yeah. the people get lost and they get de-interested about not coming to this place and it, it yeah. ends up badly in shutting down. For example, I go to base because bass mm-hmm. brings, you know, the international artists. I go to yeah. Soho because if I'm looking to listen for melodic techno, tech house, whatever, mm-hmm. that's the go-to place. So how yeah. identity is a, is a big role for, you know, like making a place a, like bigger. Well, you, you got you to gotta start with, um, you got to think of how UAE uh, celebrates music. Or celebrates a good night in a good party. This yeah. is ongoing thing of if there's an artist, everybody wants to be in that place. Not every club can afford an artist. You're talking Soho, Bass, and White. Um, that's all huge clubs, 2,000 capacity, 5,000 and 3,000 capacity clubs. Mad as well. What's that? 4,000, yeah. 3,000 capacity. Um, yeah. And people only want to go when there's an, a big artist. And then all Facts. the other little clubs suffer. I know in Dubai it happened. You can you can see the effect in Dubai much more than you see it in Abu Dhabi. Yeah. Um, yeah. The problem is that um, UAE is so used to having an artist and everyone's just listening to commercial music. So you go to a, you walk into a club. Oh, it's the songs I heard on the radio. Oh, you walk into the next club. Oh, it's the same. It's the same songs but different DJ. The next club, mm. same songs, different DJ. 
Mm. My my thing, my my outtick was um, you take a risk, you try and do as many things, not as many things, but you give as many opportunities to a lot of different people, for for other people to just like guests, especially guests and club goers, um, for them to experience something different, to be like it's a little bit memorable. Okay, I listened mm. to the music that I know for like five ten minutes, but then there was a live act performing, and the guy was on stage, and this guy was singing his own music. Um, it was really important to us to, in a sense, give back to a nightlife community, um, especially locally. Uh, that's why um, uh, Safe and Sound um, and myself we 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 started a homegrown together, and um, that was the the basis of that was local artists with maybe one headliner. We have 12, 13 local artists um, that are up and coming. Nobody's going to give them a chance because they don't have a name. So these are talented people. It's not just open mic night stand up and you know um, people that are trying their luck. These are quality singers. Some of them have released some music, um, but they've just never been given a chance anyway. And that was our that was our our hook. We're like, look, um, it's like a mini festival. You know, where else can you go to a place where there's 13 artists? And um, it's a free concert. There was never an entry fee. There's never an entry fee at Annex through the entirety of its existence. Um, it's about people don't by themselves. They don't um, know what what new music is. They they always being told by a radio or by Spotify or whatever they're listening to. Uh, but then you come into a place where you're actually being taught. Oh, actually, do you know what? I don't like this genre. I've never heard it before. But this is quality. Uh, these guys are talented and then you start i mean how, do, how else do you learn new music how do you get to know new music um somebody either teaches you or you know so mm, that, that yeah, was our thing we, we need to we need to almost create a new culture in abu dhabi instead of just having a commercial culture all the time yes we did have our commercial nights because that's what's in demand but it wasn't all the time we had underground techno nights we had um those sudanese rappers we had rappers from yeah that, that... Yeah, the the Sudanese uh, show that you guys had that was like really a banger. Uh, yeah, that, that was lie. that was uh, one of our best um, one of our best nights. As also maybe one of the last nights. Yeah, yeah, it was, um, it was, it did. We had an all girls event, um, which only mm. female artists, only female DJs, which um, was really successful. Yeah, um, just to get to get people to understand that commercial is not is not the only thing that exists, right? You can yeah, enjoy facts. other genres just to teach people, educate people, and I think that's your key um, when you when you're trying to get your place um, to boost your your numbers. Just don't do what everyone else is doing. Just try and be different. Especially the smaller venues, they have the opportunities to do it because there's no demand. There's no there's no demand to fill your venue. If you have two hundred if two hundred capacity venue, it's it's easy to fill your venue. If you have a two thousand capacity venue, then you need to bring. A future, and then you need to bring Usher and these people to fill 2,000, right? So yeah, for the smaller venues, take the risk, take the chance. Um, it, it, it's, it's not doesn't happen from the get-go. It obviously takes months and months and months um, to get to a point where you can consider yourself, okay, this is becoming successful now. Uh, but that mm. was our secret. We took a chance um, and encouraged as many um, different artists and different styles of music um, as possible. Just to yeah. just basically to have a, a, a I call it a musication um, to to people. Yeah, I, I will say honestly, not gonna lie, man, is that you guys probably are one of the actually best venues, like in terms of creativity, and also uh, at the top, you know, lead. Um, obviously, we I know 
because I live, uh, my family lives in Abu Dhabi. It's 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 really kind of hard, you know. Uh, I, I mean, I would say people are kind of lazy. Like there is definitely a crowd there. It's just how you mentioned how like you need to be creative and also a genius in terms of marketing, in terms of you know reaching yeah. out your message to a wider audience and. Uh, yeah, uh, but my question is: Do you think, uh, do like in here in UAE, we do have like these? Uh, do we have like an underground, like a fan base, like you know, like the others? And like for example, I'll just be next close to Middle East, like Lebanon, for example. Like mm-hmm. these guys are these these guys are, for example, are not really interested in commercial music because uh, mm-hmm. they're really interested in underground because that was mm-hmm. under Bain's from 20 years ago so uh if we do have then yeah great and if we don't like how could we start you know promoting the underground scene and make it you know uh you know just make it appear in everyone's face that yo there's an underground here and uh go come check it out see what's going on and yeah, how could we do that? So the way that can be done is um, everybody has to play their part. So every club owner, every club manager, or everybody has to come together and do it together. Um, yeah. Because then you kind of not you're not you're almost isolating people that are playing commercial music. Um, yeah. So then people just get used to it. So so obviously um, that culture, you, as you said in Lebanon, it's been there for twenty years. So it became a culture because everybody got involved at the same time, or slowly, slowly. Yeah. Um, like, for mm. example, house, movie, house music is moving slowly towards, um, more towards Dubai now. So now a lot of places are, are playing house music a lot more than they used to two or three years ago. Um, Qatar, yeah. for example, it's completely taken over by house. There's so many new house clubs opening up. Um, more house clubs yeah. that, that then play R&B now. And that's taken <clears throat> yeah. four, three, four years. Yeah, I remember, uh, actually, back to that thing, you know, I remember when I was in Dubai and uh, I, I went to go and see uh, Peggy Goo and mm-hmm. it was like obviously no, not a, a lot of people will know who is Peggy Goo obviously mm-hmm. if you're into the techno house musical scene you will know who Peggy Goo is and I yes. was surprised to to see that you know at 12.30 around 1 they, they shut down the doors it was wow. totally packed even from the table side and a lot of people actually didn't come because people went to Afterlife. Tell of Us mm. came. Yeah, yeah came I remember that, did, yes. Yeah, and there were no tickets at all. Like people wow. were trying to look for tickets, standing. I was surprised, you know, how come a techno, those two, both techno mm-hmm. DJs uh, have, you know, managed to capture maybe like, a, like the 50% side of, you know, the fans, uh, yeah, yeah, of the nightlife. Like I was yeah. really surprised. So, so yeah, I think that the only people that can pull that off would possibly be Mad. If Mad built a techno DJ, a massive techno DJ, they could easily fill the venue. Yeah, I don't know. Like I heard they, I, I think they had one in the past, but uh, again, as we spoke, you know, it has to do with the business practices and the strategy yeah. and the creativeness yeah. of what they plan to do, you know, because uh, definitely they tried a lot of stuff and, um, you know, that that venue itself is like uh, completely dead. It's only active uh, during uh, 
during F1, you know, that's uh, where yep. they make their uh, chunk of uh, money mm-hmm. from there. Mm-hmm. Um, so the the issues, I'll I'll I'll, um, I'll go back to where you said about um, Afterlife having tail of us. So if Afterlife had um, a local techno DJ that n- nobody knew, not even one percent of the people would have been at Afterlife because they don't just go for the techno music itself; it's the artist. And it's almost physically impossible for um, clubs in Abu Dhabi, um, other than Mad, um, to bring down a massive artist. Um, yeah. And that's where people want to go. That's always been the thing. It's always a massive artist that draws the crowd, which is kind of unfortunate because you have so many local talents. When I say local, I mean people that are residents, people that live here, not people that are only born here. I mean everyone that lives here, that works here, um, that has based their life here. So um, there's so much local talent that's unexposed, but they don't get the chance because people don't give them the chance because they're not a big name and everybody wants to be at a place where um, they can be seen because they can take pictures. It's a weird kind of... Um, environment um but if everybody gets like if all the clubs get together and they decide look every night each one's going to take a house night the house night the house and you make it more and more popular and people will start turning and then once you got that that yeah. feel it doesn't have to be house it can all electronic it can be um underground hip-hop for example it can be in any type of music it can be rock there's no rock clubs here there's so many people that really like rock and roll music metal people love that stuff even old school yeah. old school beats you know it's it's all the same the same the same and that needs to change i mean um another thing that it's a bit off topic but another thing that needs to change is the ladies nights and the free drinks and all these things this was the perfect opportunity now that we had this coronavirus and everything is shut down it's a perfect way to reset the entire nightlife scene but the yeah. first thing people do the first be the first thing that management does of places just to get the people in the doors where people are going to come in anyway because they've been stuck inside for three months right the first thing they yeah. do is uh discount on food uh, it's ladies night tonight uh, five free drinks or whatever and the brunch is kicking off for 50 percent off and just to get people in the door it's just going to go back to that old circle again where everybody suffers because nobody wins on a ladies night nobody wins with 50 percent of food and drink i mean you're just fighting for this for the same amount of guests basically and so nobody wins and this was the perfect yeah. time but um, obviously no one is even thought of considered about considered that at all yeah yeah for i do agree with you because uh, i do say every to everyone you know like even for a place you know like each place has to have its own fan base you know and once you have those fan base you know like people are gonna come in no matter what because obviously they want to enjoy and they want to have fun you know i remember yeah. Uh, yeah i know that for example uh there's a lot of a lot of people like uh, ladies and gents or like who i went there and uh who i went there to you know like when i, I promoted my concept there at, mm-hmm. at your place uh when i mentioned the uh, alex you know like they 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 thought about boogie box i don't know why everyone just thought about boogie box so I, like that's when you that's when you see that you know that that place has its own identity yeah. and it's not they're not looking towards all these marketing like ladies or whatever you know like yeah yeah. Yeah, yeah yeah that's that's the thing so yeah i totally agree with you like it doesn't even make make sense you know like just to you know all to do all this rubbish stuff it's like it's like for me it's like you're devaluing your business honestly yeah absolutely yeah because you actually have a dope concept and if you really maybe in the time being it's not working but Mm -hmm. you know but you know like 
when time goes off and you start working hard uh, promoting it well yeah. in every channel way getting like you know getting the right people you know like targeting the niche like focusing on the niche that actually mm-hmm. really like that type of let's say music or you know like that kind of concept it will mm-hmm. eventually will work out with you yeah. so you got to believe yeah. you got to believe in it first if you don't believe yeah. in it no one else is going to if you believe in it then people will believe in it because you you almost um, you give that sense so you go all out when it comes to especially boogie box for example um they've been with us since the beginning so almost two years um, yeah. and we've had them consistently once a month once a month yeah. that's all we had once a month um on a thursday um yeah. and then that was on the on the ground floor and then in the middle floor for people who don't like that kind of music we offered the hip hop and r&b side um so there was mm. there was um we were fortunate to have um a few floors that we could play alternate types of music yeah but, yeah, um, yeah yeah um it, so i'm glad that you said that because um when some people say annex and some people think um, boogie box some people think um hip hop r&b but no one would ever say um for example we've never brought a massive artist into annex never ever yeah yeah um, simply because it's it's too it's too expensive uh, the venue is too small um there'll be i can't justify um a profit at all to to the people that need i need to justify it to right um so that so that's cancelled out immediately but we we like look we're not in for that um we yeah. need to focus on what we're good at um it can be your local DJs that you know alternate chop and change the scene the environment so every time you walk in if you come to annex maybe twice a month um mm-hmm. you're never going to hear the same thing it's it's about um you have to have your online presence you know mm-hmm. um a really good logo images it's all about image mm-hmm. things now that that's how people get their name out there how many followers you have this these are the type of things that benefit mm-hmm. um a DJ to get a gig that they actually want to want to get It, it, you can have all the talent in the world but um if nobody sees you then or the wrong people see you then um it's really tough um in the industry um mm. there's it, it's not like it was 10 15 years ago where um there's a select amount, a handful of DJs that are really good quality uh because mm. 10 15 years ago no one would consider it um, um a living it would be a hobby right no one would mm. take it seriously there were very few people that would do it now yeah. there are so many DJs so many really good talented people um some not so but um that's not that's not the point um the point yeah. I'm, i'm trying to make is that um DJing now is not only about um being good at your at your craft there's a lot of mm. work that needs to be put in uh, especially online presence i think that's mm. very, that's very important nowadays um mm. loads of people would come to me with a usb stick Mm. um which is which is i like I, i quite like that instead of somebody just sending you an email i want to dj at your place some people come mm. personally deliver usb stick these these are my mixes here's a link to my soundcloud or my mix cloud mm. um have a listen mm. and i do mm. i i have a listen every time um mm. and then obviously when you're saying mikinos so obviously he's playing like um some kind of not like tribal house or some um Like yeah, like a, very, yeah, like, like, like yeah, a like yeah, like yeah, like yeah, like yeah, yeah, yeah. So um, I know that in um, I can only think of the top eight of two or three, four places in Abu Dhabi that um, that you could play that early evening. There's no real because it's very relaxed kind of music, right? It's very laid back. Mm. Um, I would think Brick um, in. Um, do you know where Brick is? Do you know where um, Relax at 12 is? 
Mm, uh, no. What's the name of this hotel now? <laughs> it's uh, a loft in a loft. Ah, uh, okay, yeah, I know the. the so the this hotel is a new too. place that opened about seven or eight, maybe eight months ago, seven months ago. It's called Brick. Um, mm. Beautiful venue. Um, it's a perfect environment. There's lots of trees and flowers, and it just looks lovely. Beautiful view. If the weather's great, you could sit there all night, and that's a mm. perfect opportunity for someone to play that that style of music. Um, right mm. there, because there's a lot of table, it's chatting, it's it's almost background in in a way. It's mm. not there's no dance floor. It's like a lounge but outside. Yeah, yeah. Um, a lot a lot of places like um, a lot of outdoor venues. That's just the thing. Outdoor venues, house music, the way forward, always. But for like, let's say for example, like does for example DMing a musical a musical director uh, for a venue helps. Like let's say like not just because uh, I know a lot of people hate the way. What, they get annoyed actually when someone send them links and whatever. Yeah. Like they actually yeah. prefer uh, knowing the person, you know, mm-hmm. uh, like having conversation with him, and yeah. that person like actually really, really supportive and showing love. Then, like basically creating like a like a friendly type of combo, which yeah, might lead into yeah, like a connection. Exactly, like mm-hmm. a connection. Yeah. Um, Do you see? Do you see that also another alternative that you know these absolutely local absolutely local DJs um, could do? Yes. Um, instead of the email, send an email that says, um, "I'd like to have a meeting with you, a ten-minute conversation. Would you like to go for a coffee?" Or I'm this and this and this. Ninety-nine percent of the time, I go yes. I don't know who this person is. I've never met you before. I go yes. Okay, let's have a chat. Let's see who this person is. Um, mm. And um, almost 100% of the time, it's worked out. They've got a gig. Um, that's mm-hmm. how I met you, for example. Uh, we had a five-minute yeah. You got introduced to me by Laura, I think it was. Yeah, 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 yeah. yeah and yeah. we had a 10-minute conversation. Then we had another meeting and another meeting. And then done. Then a couple of weeks later, you were doing a gig. Mm, and yeah. it, it was like that for everyone. Because um, I only came to Abu Dhabi a year and a half ago. So I knew nobody. Um, so... Mm-hmm. Connections like that, having meetings and conversations with people so often made me understand and get to know so many other people in the industry. Mm. Mm. So mm. If, if it works for me, it's going to work for someone who's looking for, you know, someone who's looking to get a gig here or wants to get their name out there and stuff like that. Mm, 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 mm. So that's a, yeah, right. absolutely, that would definitely be, a, that's a really good way to do it. Yeah. A face-to-face mm-hmm. meetings are always better than phone calls. Yeah, yeah. I mean, uh, sometimes online man. Sometimes even reaching out to these people might might sound sometimes uh, kind. Of, I'm not gonna say annoying. Is you know, like you won't be feeling happy because it's trying your hardest. Mm-hmm. But uh, you just gotta keep on going. You know, like yeah, man. Uh, yeah, yeah. It's just like you gotta put yourself on the map. And I totally agree. You know, like now this is all about. Uh, Having a content, creating a presence for yourself. Mm-hmm. Uh, think, uh, think of yourself as your, you know, uh, you know, like the marketing. Yourself. You're marketing yourself. Yeah, it's like marketing. Yeah, if a venue, like obviously the venue owner, once he wants to get you, he's not actually really interested that much in your skills. Yeah, he is 100%, but he's interested on how many. people can you get and how yeah. the crowd yeah. are going to be satisfied because yeah. uh, if the crowd are not getting satisfied and then um, 
then yeah, you're not gonna get another gig with, with him anymore. Yeah. Um, it's, it's, it's very difficult, especially when you a DJ and, and you've got this unique sound. Um, it's very difficult to infiltrate um, the market in, in, in Abu Dhabi, especially. Because people are yeah. used to what they're used to, right? But then you slowly implement it, slowly, slowly, slowly. And then you start, people start hearing it again and again and again. And then um, that's how you get to like it. Instead of just coming up and like, I'm different. I'm going to play 15 songs that no one's ever heard. And then no one's going to dance. No one's going to do this. And you know, it's going to be a bad vibe. Um, it's slowly integrating um, your, your own unique style to what people already like. Um, that's definitely a way to go. Mm, okay, okay. Um, also, um, I think uh, I'm, I'm, uh, I've started not- noticing now that uh, there's a lot of brunches are back now, especially in mm-hmm. Dubai. Mm-hmm. And um, it seems that uh, people nowadays are not really considering much about their health and just maintaining. Uh, <laughs> uh, I don't know. I mean, what what you gotta say about that? Are you guys also considering uh, going back uh, with the brunch idea? Most, or? most likely, yes. Um, mm-hmm. Most likely, yes, because it became the last few months it was running. It was super popular. I think it was sold out two months in advance every week. Mm. Um, but only because it was very limited capacity because um, mm. it was on the rooftop of of yeah. so yeah it was yeah, yeah. only 70 to 80 people maximum uh, which mm. is not massive some people have 500 600 for brunch um, mm. but i think people do brunch and it's mostly your nine to five um i wouldn't say older slightly older people but it's your nine to five uh people so mm. people that don't want to go out too late some people have kids at home some people have to take care of family or they just mm. have a, a busy day the next day because the next day is Saturday or Saturday mm. is family day. Mm. So um, people want to party early so they can sleep, wake up and be fresh. And because mm. it's um, obviously very good, it looks like it's very good value for money mm. um, to certain places. So you get unlimited food and they just see unlimited food, unlimited drink, and then people go for that. I mean, nowhere else in the world are branches this popular. Yeah, um, it's unheard of. Uh, a brunch is a totally different idea and a totally different concept um, everywhere else around the world. Brunch is like mm. an afternoon tea. It's a very relaxed, enjoyed um, mm. sitting with family and friends, maybe having one glass of wine, maybe. Um, mm. But brunch here is just—it's crazy, and it's popular because it's cheap. Unfortunately, that—that's—that's that's a fact. It's popular. It, it is. Cheap. It People is. People think is. they're having good, good value for money, but it's not. Man, trust me, I've never been in a brunch in my life. But I, I don't. I mean, yeah, maybe I'm not because I'm not a drinker. But yeah, like uh, for me, still four hundred or five hundred spending it on food. Yeah, to me, it's kind of expensive. But yeah, if if you're trying it for once in a lifetime, then yeah. it's not an issue with that. But yeah, because I've seen because I've seen a lot. Like I've seen a lot. Like obviously. Uh, five pond they already began doing it um yeah. like everywhere in uh, dubai yeah. i think also seven some, sisters yeah, yeah yeah i think some I, I think some also in abu dhabi have started you know again yeah rose hidden bar started a couple of weeks ago two or three weeks ago yeah and it looks yeah, great yeah. it looks it's that's more of a sit down relaxed vibe it's not mm. a party brunch it's it's a very relaxed environment and it, it's almost like a, an early dinner basically Mm-hmm. So are you trying? To, of food. Yeah, and are you gonna guys do the same kind of concept? Keep it like 
chill. It's, 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 no, it's going to be, it's probably revert back to a party brunch um, where it's mm. absolutely crazy. Um, and then there's an after party in the club where we close all the curtains and it looks completely mm. pitch black. It's so dark mm. with the, the, the rotating lights. And then you walk out um, at about seven o'clock in the evening and you think it's one o'clock in the morning because you have no mm. idea what the time is. Mm. Um, it, it, it worked really well. It was a great, I don't know if you've been there for a brunch. Um, never (laughs) but it's 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 a really wild brunch it's wild yeah i'm gonna make sure i'm gonna come there next time for sure i just wanted to hear your thoughts uh obviously you wish a lot of things to be changed uh, especially here in abu dhabi scene but let's say for example in the upcoming uh, next three years uh what are you looking for uh for this industry to you know to develop and to evolve you know and for and for abu dhabi in general um i think investment into nightlife would be a good start because Mm -hmm. there's a lot of places you can go to in abu dhabi but there's not a lot of quality places yeah you know um you can walk into a place and um, i i've i'm very picky about the places I go to because um, I don't mm. go out much. I, I work when on, on the weekends, right? Yeah. So I don't yeah. go out much on the weekends. Mm. Um, but if I go to a place and I can hear crackling in a speaker, it puts me off. Um, mm. I hear like the DJ is messing up a bit, it puts me off. If the lighting's mm. not great, it puts me off. If there's too much echo or too much vibration, it puts me off. Um, mm. But that's not thinking like a consumer. That's not thinking like a guest, obviously. Mm. Um, Because guests don't care. They like, um, they literally don't care. People like, oh, uh, it's ladies' night. There's free drinks at that place, so we're going there. And they have the best time of their life. Much of Mm. much of it, they won't be able to remember the next day. Um, But Mm. nevertheless, they have they're having the time of their life at that at that point. Um, I think investment. Mm. I think um, governmentally. Mm. I think, but although again, being in um, the UAE, it's very difficult for a government to come forward and say years a couple of million to invest in nightlife where you're actively encouraging people to drink and it's not there it has to be mm-hmm. like a middle ground there do you know what i mean it's not it doesn't make sense yeah. for them to do that yeah, but, yeah. um but um that would definitely be the way forward you need investment to make a bit more quality a lot mm-hmm. a lot more quality venues for people to go to because then more people mm-hmm. would be encouraged to go out some people just mm-hmm. don't go out because um say you 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 have a wife and you want to take her out, but you don't want to take her anywhere because it's too dodgy. Like you, you won't yeah. feel safe or you'll feel uncomfortable. You have to look over your shoulder or it's just mm. it's not a nice vibe. And there's too many places like that um, mm. and not enough places where you can be like, okay, um, I'm sitting down. I feel at home. No one's going to disturb me. Um, I'm just going to have a really good time. Mm. Mm-hmm. Um, I think in the next three years, that's enough time um, for change. Um, there has to be a total revamp of, of nightlife. Um, in this in the city definitely mm. and i hope mm-hmm. that it happens because um it's a great city i prefer abu dhabi to dubai honestly it's it's um it's yeah, easier yeah. to live here it's so nice um, yeah. to a certain extent but um yeah I, I, I think that there should be um some sort of investment um pulled in towards nightlife especially now after corona um mm. everyone's going to be struggling there can be so many places closed down so many people have been let go the money's not mm. going to come from anywhere other than a consumer so it's now time for the government to go like hey um, F and B um, hospitality in itself has been suffering. Here's mm. some money to kickstart you so that um, things can go 
back to normal as quickly as possible. Uh, yeah, before we end the podcast, um, we got over here Pranav, another co-host of the Third Syndicate. So Pranav, uh, my question is, uh, well, as you're aware, you've been, you came up to one of the NX events and I gotta say shout out to the NX guys, you know, for uh, supporting us uh, on our creative vision. Uh, the question is, uh, you know, like NX were really uh, got me into them that they do really support uh, creators like us with the necessity when it comes to the lifestyle and the uh, and the financial aspect. Uh, they don't actually mandatory conduct you to um, to make some make an amount of money. It's just you get paid. They will support you financially, and you get a a fee of how much you make that night. You know, including the lifestyle, including giving you making you like a king. You know, like an artist, a true genuine artist. Why do you see that? What was the decision that you think that Annex, uh, I mean the guys at Edition, obviously, uh, decide to go with? And uh, why don't we see these kind of moves with other venues or with other, like forget about other clubs because I don't want to make it for clubs. I'm, I'm, I'm talking about general. So let's say if, even if I'm gonna, I'm gonna be booked for, uh, for, a, for a festival to perform, why don't I get that kind of immunities such that artists that is you know, making, you know, like that you're offering him. What do you think? Well, first of all, thank you, Hamdan. It's good to be back for another episode. And yeah, this this is an interesting discussion. And the question that you just asked, um, I, I love the uh, support that we got from Annex for our show uh, back in January. Everybody was so helpful. They were kind. And yeah, hospitality-wise, just, just amazing. Uh, I was talking to Ricky about this a couple of days back and what he told me was it's basically it was basically his idea uh, not like more so his idea rather than the hotel the certain amount of hospitality that they've provided the ideas the creative ideas that they've come up with it's more of his input uh, to begin with. And one of the things that I was really impressed with uh, during our discussion was when he was talking about the artists who would be performing, whether they're performing for the first time or whether the 50th or the 100th, whatever it may be, what he wants to focus on is on the comfort of the artist. So that would be providing a room, maybe a spa treatment, brunch, whatever it is the artists need in order for them to perform well, in order for them to make sure that all the guests are happy he wants the artist to be comfortable and yeah uh, that's really really an important thing and i really appreciate them that for coming up with that uh, initiative another thing um another thing that uh, i think i noticed was when he said making an impression so in terms of that i'm gonna speak from the point of view of an organizer i can't speak for the artists but in terms of making an impression annex and the edition hotel have done really really well even for the artists who'd be performing for the first time so if you've had a good experience you'll go tell a friend and that friend tells another friend and that's how the impression builds and that's how the word 
gets across. And yeah, it's just the way I see it, it's really a good marketing technique, which I don't see a lot of places use it. Maybe we might see a few of those coming out of the pandemic. Uh, but yeah, in terms of uh, creativity and in terms of making an impression, what I see is Annex. They've done really well. So full marks to them. All right. All right. Anyway, man, thank you for coming up and, you know, and uh, also just chilling with us and having up, uh, us with us a conversation. Uh, thank sure you for inviting people, me, man. Yeah, I'm sure a lot of people are going to be, you know, learning more about the nightlife and uh, hopefully they will be interested also in, you know, supporting the concepts that uh, like 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 nx or any places you know mm-hmm. trying to do i hope so and uh, and supporting the community in general and uh yeah guys uh, if you're interested about uh, checking out on ricky's uh, page I, I know also you're a dj as well so yeah you can go ahead and follow bedroom dj uh, <laughs> I, I mean yeah I, i've seen your lives you know like when you're a dj and you got but yeah, like, um, I mean, thank you, man, so much. Uh, you've been, I'll say you're really, like supporter for, for the creatives and, and generally in the community itself. So yeah, man, um, I, I, I thank Anytime, you for man. that. And um, yeah, for, for that. And uh, yeah, guys, that was our episode. And yeah, thank you so much again, Ricky. And uh, be tuned to, to uh, for the another upcoming episode in the podcast. So 